going to go get something to eat. I go, because we were heading back on City Westlink yeah. towards um, Paramount Road. I go, but all the good food places are that way. He goes, I need to pick up something to eat. I go, oh, that kind of dinner. <laughs> and the wife didn't get it. <laughs> good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're welcome to the All Talk Car Podcast. As you heard, we've got Halil here this morning. Morning, Halil. Morning. Uh, Ross is away on family commitments, but we've got a great guest this morning. We've got Mr. Les Smith, 28-year veteran of the uh, Variety Bash Rally that runs through our beautiful country, and he's here to talk about this year's, and and with 28 years, Les, I think you might tell us a story or two about the old ones as well. Oh, yeah, I think we've got got some good stories to tell, but uh, the the origins of the bash, Dick Smith actually started the bash. Okay. Back uh, in 1984, as uh, he described it at the time, a drive in the country with a few mates. Um, there were some significant uh, well-known people. John Singleton and uh, other well-known people uh, went on that, that event. The inaugural one. The inaugural one. And they raised. They went from Burke uh, in New South Wales to Burke Town on the Gulf of Carpentaria. Wow. And uh, they raised uh, $240,000, which they distributed through other charities. Um, The event was obviously got very popular, and they secured a big sponsor um, in the form of um, Red X, the uh, The cylinder lubricant stuff. Um, And and they chose a charity to, to... put the money with was Variety the children's charity it was called the Variety Club back then so when they first ran the first one was yeah, was the, Variety linked with no, it they no, thought well, the, let's just do this yeah the first one was the first one was uh, an was unnamed just, one yeah Dick Smith being a being a great uh, a person like mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Um, um, raised money well yeah so so uh, uh, then it then it took off Variety got onto behind it, it yeah. and uh, got behind it yes uh, good work uh, and uh, that allowed them to bring on a lot of people who had profile. Uh, once the profile started, then the event got momentum, and uh, all the way through now till today, when the, the recently the last bash raised over two million dollars for wow. for variety. So and, and, and I think the motto is still the same: it's a group of mates driving the back back roads of Australia. That's exactly right. And there are there, were there condi- I mean, there are conditions in the rally. Oh, sure. With, with what the, car you can't. Well, in theory, uh, uh, you're not supposed to make it go any faster. Uh, you can modify the vehicle for suspension, um, transmission, brakes, safety stuff. Yeah. And, and basically, that's exactly what we do. Um, the car has to be 30 years old or, or older. Which brings saying, the character of the, of the which, rally. Which brings it, it yeah. to the thing. And the idea is to make it a... a it's not a race or a rally. There's no winner. There's no time sections. Uh, in fact, if you complain about something, you get fined for complaining, right? Uh, and the size of the fine depends on the size of the, the complaint. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a very social uh, event. Um, the two weeks that it normally goes for, around about two weeks is the culmination of 11 and a half months of fundraising by the teams uh, to get to get the money together for Variety. Um, everything that's donated to Variety uh, is is a donation. Yeah. Uh, all the expenses of running of pro- 
building the vehicles, running the vehicles, fuel, accommodation, food, everything on the event is to the cost of the entrance. Variety doesn't cover any of yeah. that. Yeah, so I can't just turn up with a 30-year-old uh, Fairlane a week before the race. A lot of it, you, you register early and, and the fundraising starts in for the event. Oh, that's right, Pete. But they, they, you, yes, you could turn up like that, so long as you had a big check in your hand. Oh, good. Right? <laughs> which is the, which so is the secret. So I'm not back. No, 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 no. Oh, no, we're, we know the value of a dollar. Yeah. And for, for those of us who are veterans... Uh, in in the event, we coach and and help other teams. What we call a virgin team could mm. be somebody that's people that have never been on a bash at all, and we put them together. Uh, we'll we'll mentor them in in how to do things with the car. There are certain little things that you can you can do, which we found out over experience. Mm. Our first car, for instance, we when we bought our first car, we bought it off a team who'd had it previously built ran. previously run it, had it built by a, a TAFE college. One of the guys was was a TAFE college uh, tutor in in motor uh, mechanics. And his, him, and his boys had built this car in. What was the first car? It was a, a an HR station wagon. Wow! Yeah. Oh mate, and it, it was 1966. Yeah. I mean, this thing you could stand back and fire a shotgun at it, and it was bombproof. The thing of it was, it weighed about two tons. Yeah. And we couldn't figure out what it, why it was so heavy. The guys that had it said, "Here you go. Here's the 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 book with all the parts, all the spares." And this thing was an inch thick. It was like reading the Bible. And it was cross-referenced to another book that told you what, what the parts were. Wow. Um, but they'd gone dot and cross on this thing. And it even said, like, front ashtray, 12 one-inch uh, cotter pins, uh, 12 half-inch cotter pins, six lock nuts, you know, it, everything that was on the car. So back in the day, tape was really organised. Back in the car, dead organised, yes. <laughs> so we did our first bash with this car. Yep. And when we got back, the first thing we did was rip all this stuff out because we thought, we're carrying all this stuff that that's covered in dust because it's never been used. Mm. The fuel consumption for the next bash uh, was half of what it was before because we weren't pulling this... So you turned it to a Lotus. We turned <laughs> almost, yeah. So yeah, so when so you're running. It was your first event. It, are, are there support crews from Variety Bash, like official admin crews yeah. there with spares, or is it the camaraderie amongst the other teams that help you out? No, it's it's a bit of both. The 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 Variety Bash, the New South Wales Bash, which was the original one. Mm -hmm. We have uh, mobile workshops, which are volunteers. Uh, uh, a couple of them are NRMA road guys who, when the NRMA was a big sponsor of the bash, mm -hmm. came officially with the NRMA, and then when the NRMA stopped doing it, they came kept Continued coming on. as, as yeah. independent uh, things. They they're not paid, and it's, everything's voluntary. If you break down at the side of the road, eventually one of these guys is going to come along and. Uh, yeah, you're help equipped you. with radios. Yeah, and, we've yeah. got two-way radios which allow us to speak between the vehicles. Organising the course, the, is, is there a, a team that goes out months before and, and plots the routes? Or is it, it? I mean, you don't just go out there haphazardly without no. planning. No, we have a we have a bash director, a gentleman right. called Stuart Telfer. Uh, Stuart goes out probably four or five times before the final event, yeah. before the event. 
and plot where we're going to go. There's a couple of things which are quite significant with, with the bash, and that is what the first thing is, we're a rolling economy. So when you think there's 350 people, uh, probably 140 vehicles, mm. very few of those vehicles would have a tank less than 100 litres, mm. right? <clears throat> so we're going to show up in a town somewhere, we're going to suck it dry of petrol, petrol yeah. right? We're going to drink it dry of, 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 of beer in the pub, <laughs> right? Uh, um, so we uh, one year when New South Wales was having a bit of a drought situation, we actually planned a bash to go to towns which were struggling mm -hmm. uh, because we knew that we could take um, uh, quite a large amount of, of, of input and money into into the community. Yeah, so so uh, we're a rolling economy. We've, they've got to be able to cater for 350 people. Mm. So quite often it's somewhere like uh, it'll be the RSL club or or um, Rotary and uh, and somebody like that will do will put something on or the women's auxiliary. Yeah. Um, so we take care of the dinner. In the mornings we all start from a school. Okay. Stuart finds when he's out finding these places finds a school which needs <clears throat> some sort of help mm. and we say to the school we'll pay you to put the breakfast on or we'll, we'll, we'll barbecue egg, bacon and eggs uh, toast uh, cornflakes all that sort of stuff we'll pay to do that we'll come so you tell us what your school would like mm. and we'll supply that um, quite often we give uh, playground equipment in, in the outback shade cloth was very popular over a playground yep. um, for several thousand they'd probably, dollars worth. They'd probably turn into a carnival too. I mean, the whole school would know that the variety bash is turning up and it'd almost be a carnival type oh, atmosphere whichever town you head into or leave out of. Sure. The, the, um, uh, what you find is the school choir turns up and or the school band and the kids are all there and, uh, of course, the bashes, every car carries something, lolly bags or something oh, yeah. like that, so they're all dished out at that. You'll find it's the parents... And uh, and uh, people come to do the cook the breakfast, and they'll say to some local supermarket, spot us the bacon, or give us the eggs or the bread, or so it's a win, it's a win-win situation uh, all around. You know? one, Everybody yeah. wins. And smiles all around, and a bit of fun for each town as well. That's true. I'm, You'll check, see. I'm checking out Carlos Passau. That are thirty years and older. Well, the worst thing is you can actually use a VN Commodore now. You can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how long it's going to last. With aircon. That will probably blow with, dust. With working aircon. Well, Les, <laughs> you'll see on Instagram, I'm going to take photos later of Les brought his uh, Falcon Rally Bash spec uh, out the back, and we'll take some detailed photos and put on Instagram. But there there are some modifications on that vehicle. I mean, we, we, we did briefly mention dust. There are some devices on there to uh, clear the dust. Sure, they are. Um, uh, <clears throat> dust, dust, as you can imagine, in the outback, is uh, there's plenty of that. So... <laughs> What we try and do is prevent it getting in the car. We've built a system which has uh, filters and it sucks air into the to the filter, uh, a big truck filter, and blows, pressurises the car. If you can keep the, the cabin of the car, only needs to be a couple of pounds greater than the outside mm. pressure, the dust won't get in. The big trick is keeping the car air tight. So mm. I've built our system, but I've found that uh, 
uh, we really do need this. So this year we're going to uh, we're going to rehash all the seals, seals in the car yeah, to make sure that uh, uh, you know that works. But it's it's highly modified. I mean, when I say highly modified, we're not doing the Paris or Dakar in it, but it's um yeah, this this GPS, this CBs, is. I mean, like you said earlier, there's safety. There's yeah. um, do you sit in harnesses. How, how do you? Yes, how do we you do. Sit in there? Um, we uh, in in my vehicle and my, and most of the other ones, we've installed uh, full harness seat belts. Most of the cars have uh, roll cages of yeah. of some nature. Some are, are the body itself has been reinforced. The instrumentation. It depends how fussy you want to be. Yeah. There are there are. Guys who do show up with, with uh, uh, an almost standard car, just with a, with a, uh, a trip meter screwed to the dashboard, and then really basically good. that's it. Yeah, um, uh, a good friend, uh, <laughs> Dominic uh, uh, Vitano, who's a, a bit of a local character, um, uh, was one of those who. Uh, Dom, Dom's. Uh, I met Dom in the WRX Club many years ago, okay. and he was. Um, he had that Premier Strata over at Parramatta. Yep. Shed full of cars. He was always. Yeah, well, I hope Dom's listening. I, I, ha- I would have no idea how many cars this guy's owned. Probably more than the Mitsubishi dealer that I visited, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? But, uh, and, and actually the other day, he was, he's, he's got a heart as probably as big as his belly, right? So <laughs> he's a wonderful, wonderful person, always giving his time, donating. His car caught on fire the other day while it was, he, was, he was driving it, I think, to the wreckers to, the wreckers, to drop yeah. it off, and his car caught on fire on the side of the road. <laughs> So he can't even give a car away. <laughs> and uh, Dominic, uh, one of the Dominic had a uh, a very interesting car. Actually, he had a stretched EH, uh, uh, stretched EH Holden. Mm. He went as the mafia, like this thing was 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 black matte. I don't think it was meant to be black matte. I so think he didn't dress up. I think I think they painted it, and and that's how it turned out. Uh, but the thing of it was that that. Uh, uh, it had a difficulty turning corners and periodically one would come round the corner and there sticking out of the bushes is the back of this HR, uh, this EH. So uh, um, the rest of the bash spent quite a lot of time pulling Dom back onto the road and <laughs> letting him go. But but the, that's that's all it, the com- camaraderie. You, we, we're like the American Marines. We never leave anybody behind. Yeah. We have a guy, an official called The Sweep. The Sweep leaves town several uh, several hours after everybody else is left and at the checkpoint where you're leaving they're ticking off and and you have a choice actually there is there is a road where you can go tarmac if you're having car problems problems, or you want to go right and there's the there's the special stage so you say to the person i'm taking the special stage you're ticked off in the special stage now when the sweep leaves town that's it, closed. The special stage is closed. So if you're still there, you've got to go on the road. Mm. The sweep comes through the special stage and he's got the he's got this list. And when he gets to the other end and he gets to the checkpoint coming in, the checkpoint says, yep, they're all here, they're all here. right? If he meets up with you in the special stage and you're broken down, he will not leave you. Mm. All right? you, you will not be left on your own. Now, he'll tell you or... Yeah, something along be, those yeah, lines yeah. or he'll call in uh, we carry yeah we carry um, we have two uh, um, lift trucks you know jack up trucks uh, go with us again all volunteers and they pay their own diesel they pay everything to, to go 
and um, they'll come back into the special stage and and pick you up and uh, and bring you back. So we'll we'll always get the car to to the nearest place where you can be. And how many, how many crew do you have normally or on average? Um, we have three. Uh, three car. in each car there are some cars have four we found we tried when we bought the car the HR station wagon originally it had four seats in it okay. and we'd only owned it for uh, a matter of days and we decided we'd have a run up to Newcastle to to see uh, how we liked it right anyway uh, by the time we got to Brooklyn we realised that four was too many because there was nowhere to, to put Esky to to keep the, the, the soft drinks cold, right? So um, the choice then was somebody had to drop out or we had to get another car. Mm. So we actually bought another car, uh, which had been owned by the same guy from new till the day we got it, and it was immaculate. Mm. One of the fellows in our team at the time was a, a, a truck insurer, and he did a lot of business with... Um, Buckley's truck repairs I think I can call name them now because I don't think they exist anymore and he took our car and the pristine shiny one down to Buckley's and said make that one look like that one and uh, a week later when we went to pick them up if it wasn't for the fact that we knew the registration number of the of the original one you wouldn't have known which was which they yeah. they replicated it perfectly oh wow uh ball bar roof rack everything so uh, uh so we had two cars our original team our original team was called the four kids team mm -hmm. because we were doing it for the kids for the kids yeah uh our number plate was double four double four um and our number on the car was double four double four uh, so we had four 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 three and at one stage we had four 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 two so we had three cars after the third batch so wow. um, and I see you brought in brochures for this year so it's the 35th anniversary this year where's the rally starting from uh, starting from Bondi yeah. uh, and we're going to a, a bait reef which is actually on the on the barrier reef uh, out from Port Douglas so we'll be going out on uh, sea cat to the island out there, the uh, uh, artificial yeah. island. And it's got to be, a, it's got to start from a B. Start from a B, finish, and finish a B. at a B. Yeah. The last year, 2018, we we started in Bonnie Rig, yeah. and we finished in Breitling. Well, Breitling is actually a suburb of Alice Springs, so nice. uh, we uh, uh, we finished in. Do the teams then drive back home? Like, uh, well, <laughs> it, it depends. <laughs> Last year we drove home uh, because uh, I had the time to do to it. Do it, yeah. Um, uh, we're lucky that we have a sponsor is is a, a national transport company, okay. one of our sponsors. Smart transporter, smart. Uh, and they'll get the car back from. That'll uh, Qantas. You could have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Qantas uh, yeah, don't like the fact that they smell oily. Well, you know, if you put them in the in the. But some place. of the stats for this year's race, it's a total of four thousand five hundred and seventy kilometers which includes 150 nautical miles which is what you were referring to earlier yeah. but they're going to be going through bondi through to singleton through to inverell through to miles through to emerald uh through to huenden never heard of that yeah, Huenden, yeah yeah georgetown and then through Carumba, chiligo port douglas and then onto the uh the boat yeah amazing and uh, 
there are some interesting places you find over 28 years you've been to most of these spots yeah, right? I was, yeah. yeah. But, but nevertheless each time there, there's They're something different. different we went to uh, Chiligo back in don't like to think and um, <laughs> three weeks before the, uh, the bash arrived the people that owned or the people that were tenants in the major hotel in the main street of Chiligo uh, did a moonlight flit now okay. uh, uh, what a moonlight flit is they're there when they shut the doors on the night and in the morning they're gone right? and if, when we got there it's like spin effects rolling down yeah, the street yeah. and the door slamming on the on the cantina and uh, the trouble was they'd taken uh, deposits in fact they'd taken full payments for 140 rooms which they didn't have 140 rooms uh, they'd taken full payment for it and then did oh, the wow. flit. So uh, I've actually got photographs of me and... There was only two in our car that year. Me and my crewman asleep in the dental... In the oh. dental... Uh, the dental surgery in the hospital. Called Ness. Yeah, and there was... Uh, there was no... Uh, there wasn't a single patient in the hospital that, that night. So the, the whole hospital was full of bashes. The whole, all the wards were Jeez. full of bashes. It was very convenient. If you really. be careful, next door's a dentist. And NASA may crash. He's uh, a dentist. Uh, he uh, crashes uh, us all yeah, the time. All really? yeah. oh, right. <laughs> so, have you got a full car this year? Uh, I, I haven't got a full car this year. Actually, uh, unfortunately, I'm not, I'm not going this year. Uh, because um, uh, it's a bit of a backstory, but my 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 wife, I was with P and O when I met my wife. Uh, I met her in the switchboard in in uh, Sydney. Uh, I went in to make a free international phone call, and she handcuffed me to the switchboard and refused to let me out till I proposed. That what does shit like this happen it to me? In 1976, right? Was that married at first sight? Close, close, actually, because I, I met her on the 19th Dibs of December mine. and proposed on the 4th of January, and we're and we and we've been married 42 years. Wow. Right? When when the Oriana, when Piano sold the old Oriana and got the new one built. Uh, the the office in Sydney got a photo a painting of the original Oriana mm. and their names of the people who donated towards it are on the painting. Okay. My son works for Carnival Corporation, which now which owns ninety five percent of the cruising industry yeah. in the world, and uh, the or the Oriana has been sold to the Chinese, and in August it's it's doing its final voyage. So oh, we're wow. actually going over. And do the doing the final voyage, wow. and my wife is hopefully going to be presented with that. I was going to ask picture. about your background. Are you a car guy? No, I'm a, I'm a marine engineer. Actually, I was okay. I, I was with P and O for ten years at, at sea. Well, you were handcuffed. Uh, you couldn't go anywhere. Uh, oh years. yeah. Well, that was yeah. No, it was the, it was the end of it. Was I got hooked? Uh, and then I was the uh, assistant port engineer in the port in Dubai. Okay. Uh, in the late seventies, in the days when Dubai was the size of Bankstown, yeah, right, and uh, and it was very interesting. And nothing was greater than one story. Uh, no, well, we we had one big building there. The, okay. the Dubai uh, Trade Center was was a skyscraper, but okay. the rest the rest of it was was just a few floors, you know, yeah. hotels and stuff, but nothing like it is now. And and uh, back then in nineteen. 1979, the population was 60,000, 30,000 Emirati and 30,000 expatriates. Yeah. And if you're an expatriate up there at that time, you were you in some sort of serious job. Mm. Uh, in 19, in 2017, we went through 
uh, coming back from Europe and we actually went out to catch up with some friends <laughs> at four in the morning which sort of upset them a little bit but <laughs> unannounced but anyway um, and then the drive I said to the woman taxi driver so you yeah. know things have very they're, changed very much progressing there. Um, what uh, what's the population here now and she said 2.4 million Wow. I said really what's the breakup she said 60,000 Emirati and 2.34 million expatriates yeah. so it's and the place is probably unrecognisable. Oh, unrecognisable, yeah. We, uh, my friend has a, um, an apartment in the uh, Dubai Marina, and uh, we started a water ski or water sports association mm -hmm. up there in 1979, which closed down in 2005 because they wanted to build something there. That was the only reason. Mm -hmm. uh, but we used to drive half an hour out of town to, to, to one particular place to go and have a quiet little ski. I skied every day, uh, water skied every day, wow. and um, and I said to my mate with the apart apartment, let's go out to the Fourth Harbour and see what they built out there. And he said, come here. And, and he opened the balcony doors, and we walked out onto the balcony. He said, look down. He said, we it. are at the Fourth Harbour, right? You just don't realise now because of the there's no gap yeah, between. Yeah, it's developed you know, all along. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, but uh, we've been trying to interest the Emirates uh, government. For, to do something like this through the desert through, through the desert we reckon it'd, there'd be a great opportunity there and, and uh, we're talking to through through the variety bash yeah and, well and, and, yeah if we can, they're an international organization it's a well, big we are big yeah, network we are the, the the origins of variety started in uh, 1934 during the depression uh when uh, some theater owners in philadelphia found a baby in their theater and there was a note on the baby and it said, this is uh, our ba our daughter Sheridan, her name's Sheridan, she's um, our eighth child and we can't afford to keep mm -hmm. her because of the, my husband's lost his job in the depression and so on and we've left him in your theatre because we've heard that theatre people are generous and we hope, we think you'll be able to look after her, we hope you can look after her. So they tried to find uh, parents, couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. So they put an ad in the paper for um, clothing and, and toys and stuff for this kid. And they got so much that they said, well, you know, there's, there's obviously something here. So, yeah. and, and that's how it got started. Coincidentally, the Hat and Heart logo mm -hmm. was designed here in Australia and is, is actually uh, internationally uh, adopted now. Used, uh, yeah. yeah. And uh, with, uh, the question I wanted to ask you earlier, uh, have any of the original, like the, does Dick Smith turn up or uh, does... Dick Smith flies in periodically. Uh, are they still uh, associated with it? Are they proud of what, what's oh, how it's gone? Dick, Dick certainly is. Yeah. yeah. And um, we'll turn up somewhere... And, um, I think uh, Conan O'Reilly turned up one one yeah. year in his uh, in his Learjet or whatever it was he was flying at the time. And uh, is he a good bloke? He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. fabulous guy. Very patriotic. Uh, very, very yeah, yeah, very passionate about about what yeah. you know, things and uh, and he'll he'll speak to you. He's not he's not up himself yeah. if you know what I mean. I, I bumped into him in a restaurant in uh, uh, Terry Hills one night and I was up there with a, a load of guys from work and I mm. said, oh, there's Dick Smith over there. And they all went, oh, yeah, bullshit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you know. So I, I went over and said, hey, Dick, how are you going? Oh, Les, you know. Well, they shut up then. It's yeah. funny how you can sort of... Any other celebrities come along? Uh, yeah, um, John Paul Young comes nearly okay. every year. Yeah. Actually, uh, uh, he's just he just an amazing guy. Yeah. Um, a couple got married uh, on the bash at the at the uh, Stockman's Hall of Fame in um, 
long reach. Okay. Just as they said, I do. Love is in the air started up, and up from behind, behind JPY. the container on a on a scissor lift came John J P Y in that white suit. You know the yeah, white yeah, suit. Yeah, yeah. Mate, the whole and it was. I mean, it was sent chills down. You know, yeah, down he's a great. I've seen him live. He's a great. Yeah. We went to a charity night and he was performing. So now he does do a lot of charity work. Yeah, and and uh, uh, Johnny Farnham. Johnny Farnham was actually on our first bash. Oh wow! And uh, he's and he, Johnny Farnham is exactly as you see him on the screen. Yeah, he's exactly like that. And he was smoking at the time, and he had this uh, cigar that looked like a, uh, a telegraph pole, you know. <laughs> and um, we we came around a corner, and uh, they, they were broken. <laughs> They were brought the wires. All right, <laughs> let's go. Yeah, we're going to have to refer that to uh, Chris Paul's determined. They were broken down. They were broken down at the side of the road, and we pulled up and we said, "Hey, Johnny, you know, can we get some photos? Because whenever we see you, you're mobbed by people." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, "Oh, yeah, come on." And we were actually sponsored by a soft drink at the time, I think called Apple Ties, right? Yep. And he took, he posed with that, but he said, you can't, you won't really use them in your advertising, <laughs> but you'll be able to put them up in your boardroom or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and I said, oh, Johnny, we're big fans. Uh, I said, I've got three kids. And I, he said, oh, yeah, what's her name? So I said, uh, Tiffany, Tamara and Fielding. He said, oh, yeah. So anyway, uh, well, 11 days later, we're in Mataranka, right? Now, how many people has he met in that 11 days? Right, yeah. uh, and I go over with with the, the magazine, which looks very much like this. Yeah. And I said, "Hey, Johnny, will you sign the thing for the family?" He said, "Sure thing, Les." Now, Tiffany, Tamara, and Fielding. And what what was your wife's name? Right. Wow. So he remembered, uh, but he but he was just a great guy. Yeah. And at the end of that bash, if I just sort of give you a funny story. Yeah, of course. Um, uh, we'd been in, uh, we'd been in Anchor and we dusted. Uh, our both our engines, we we'd got dust into them, right? And uh, it was like a smoke screen, right? So we hooked one car on and we towed it up to the start. They're all queued up waiting to go through the start, and I've, we've towed the car up. And we said uh, to the bash director, John, we've we've got to go because we've got to tow this thing all mm. the way to Darwin, right? Mm. And he said, all right, I'll get going. So we got round the corner out of sight, just dropped the clutch in the one in the back, boom, got her going, right? Yeah. Well, we got from Mataranka to Catherine, and we pulled into a, uh, a shell station. And one of the guys uh, had had some trucks, and he had a, his, his diesel card. So he's gone in. He said, "I want to buy some oil and spark plugs." And Owen said, "I can't sell you oil and spark plugs unless you buy some petrol." He said, "But we filled up in Mataranka, right? you know." And she said, "No, you got to buy some petrol." So we bought twelve liters of petrol. 60 litres of engine oil and 60 spark plugs, right? So, and we've got going, and, and you'd be going down the road, and, and mate, I kid you not, this it was like, like a smoke screen behind us, and and this thing would go, six plugs out, six new plugs in, four litres of oil, off you'd go. Anyway, as you come into Darwin on the Stuart Highway, there's a great big bullock, statue of a bull, right? And the parade was supposed to uh, meet up there. Well, we get there, and the parade's gone, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, we're not going to miss our first parade. So we've carried on, and we've gone straight up the Stuart Highway. And you come onto the, the Corniche, the seafront, right? Turn left, and there you are. There's 10,000 people there, all yelling and cheering. We get to the finish, the cameras are there filming us, the Lord oh, Mayor wow. comes out and shakes our hand, the Lady Mayoress gives us a big kiss. We're doing all this, we're looking a little bit gobsmacked, you know. The, 
the variety guy runs over and said, cut, cut, this isn't the first, these aren't the first cars, you know. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. So the Lord Mayor drops my hand like he's picked up something terrible and the lady rear ass is wiping her lips off. So we push us to one side and what had happened was the parade had done a tour through Darwin, right, for, for the crowds. Yeah. Well, we just sort of cut it off. So we're all standing there and they let Johnny be, be in the first car. Yeah. And they pulled up at the finish, and he's got out and he's done the thing, you yeah. know. And his band were up on the balcony of the of the hotel where they were staying, mm. and they mooned him, right? And it was a funny. <laughs> right, anyway, never mind. And it they was performed a that funny night. story. And it, and that night he he played at a, uh, a function for Variety, wow. and, but early. And he said, "I'm playing early now because I've got a show to do in Darwin." Tonight. Oh, okay. So I, he was booked in for yeah, another yeah, show. Yeah, wow. he booked a show, and he said, "I've I've got a." But but let me tell you, I'd rather be here with you guys than yeah. than. Uh, oh, good on him. So, regards to Johnny if he's listening. Yeah, he's welcome to come on the show. And you're welcome to come on the bash again, and the Johnny. bash as well. Yeah. So um, so it's, it's not too late to uh, register. So I'll keep looking for that. You're the Van Calais. What do you mean? What do you no, mean? you'd want a wagon. You'd maybe want a, maybe a Berliner wagon. A Berliner wagon. Yeah, yeah. station yeah. wagon. There's a fair bit of room in the engine bay for a filtration system. <laughs> <laughs> Station wagon's good. Well, it, actually, you don't want to be good. You need something like maybe uh, an ex ambulance, the two wheel drive ones, nice yeah. and big. The old Ford F one fifty. Yeah, they're they're popular. Uh, a guy, uh, uh, a guy. Because you could really pressurise that rear cabin <laughs> <laughs> yeah. with supplies. With supplies. They uh, they with are cigars the size of telegraph. That side of things popular uh, popular thing, and uh, you can get the V eight one, which. Uh, what about a posty van with the door, side door open, the old Ford Transit? No, no, no that's too no, much dust. Too, too, too much dust. Yeah, no, no. no. I, I think it'd be. Well, um, I think for for rookies, that, and that's why I was asking Les before. For rookies, maybe you'd go and do day one and day two or something to get a feel of it, because not everyone can do this straight up for ten days. Yeah, it's not. I've, I've been out to places like Cobar and Tilpa and that, and but. We stayed in a container, basically. <laughs> no, but it, it was. But it's 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 a long, it's a lot of driving. It's a long drive. Yeah, and, and most times <laughs> there's not much to look at. And it's, yeah. there's no. See, with the accommodation, you can. Well, we stay in motels, yeah. right? Uh, but you can camp if you want. A lot of people yeah. like to put the tent up and camp, right? But but we we like to stay in motels. Yeah. We don't we don't like it's to do it too it. tough. No, yeah. but you'll find you you share the driving. Mm. Uh, if we bring a virgin along with us, that, that's part of the deal, right? Is that they've got to understand that they've got to do some of the driving. Yeah. If you uh, have to, you've got to share the load. Yeah. If if you uh, if you don't, you know, uh, want to do that, well, it's pointless coming. No, no, no. You can't, can't just come along with the ride. Right. No. But certainly, the the my serial bashing is at the end of the first night. You're either planning on how you can sneak off home in the middle of the night and nobody's... So that's the icebreaker. Or, you, yeah. or you're looking forward or, to the next nine days. Yeah, or you're looking yeah. forward to the next bash. Yeah, yeah. right. I think that's and, what it and, is. And that's how it goes. Very rarely do people only do one bash. In the back of your car, you were showing me earlier, the, the passenger three has to have a special skill. Yes, he's, he's got to be able to turn to his right... Uh, with a full harness seatbelt on, properly adjusted full harness seatbelt, turn to his right, open the esky next to him and pass the soft drinks to the driver and passenger. That rules you out. And I'm front seat. <laughs> I'm front seat with Captain Sedaris and, and I'm front seat with Captain and, the, uh, and also, he's got to be able to cut the cheese and pass the biscuits without cutting his fingers off, right, which is... 
Because the road's out there. Because you hit the occasional <laughs> bump, yeah. But um, it, it is something that the camaraderie, um, Toshiba, who I worked full-time for for 16 years until yeah. last July, they've been a great supporter of, of variety. Um, we make... I'm a big believer in the win-win situation, Pete. Right? I'm, it's going to say in my epitaph, the one win-win he didn't win, right? Is <laughs> because I believe that I'm asking you to donate money to the charity, but it's money which you've got to, you've earned or your company's putting forward, and you've, you've got to get some value for it, right? So as you see from the car, and I'll see with the pictures that you mm. put on the Instagram, the Toshiba gets a good coverage. I keep it registered all the time, and I drive it quite regularly uh, around for, for people to see what's going on. Uh, if Toshiba have conferences, or if anybody has a conference, Woolworth's a big supporter of variety, mm. and we show up in the, the car park outside of Woolies and put the stuff up and it, put yeah. all and promote all that that, and, and I noticed that this year's the naming right sponsor is Brighton's Lawyers yeah. Lee and Lee yeah and they have been for a long time and he's a very very passionate supporter of Variety great guy mm. now um, I think Lee should donate his Ferrari for the bash is it 30 years old maybe I <laughs> can ask Lee to borrow it for a week but we um, they should buy a 30 year old Ferrari, Ferrari and donate exactly. it for the bash <laughs> <laughs> Toshiba um, this last year we've of the, the general manager of Toshiba, Brett Davies, flew into Yolara and joined us in Yolara. Now, for 15 years, I've been telling him that we do it tough, right? Mm. Of course, he arrives in Yolara. The one time in sort of 15 years that we've been in a five-star, six-star uh, resort, and he said, look at this, you've yeah. told me all these years so, you're doing it tough, you're full of... You know. well, that was a good, good introduction, because he's probably come every year now. <laughs> but what he, what he said was, nobody in the office, he said, you come back every year with a couple, and, and every year, nobody in the office has a clue of what happens out here. He said, I've, I've observed today the camaraderie mm. and the thing of, the, of 350, 400 people of various economic standings. There's people on the bash with hundreds of millions and there's people on the bash who are probably on the on the dole, mm. right? But you would never know who's who yes, because they've all got that one focus, which is the kids. That's right. And, and that's why we do it. And we do it for the kids. And uh, and um, and basically, you can, anyone can donate. You don't have to just join the rally. Um, is that the website to go to? Yes, it is. So yeah. www.varietybashnsw.org.au. You can find all the information there. Um, there's also uh, Stuart's the events director and yeah. manager there. So mm. if you want to email Stuart, uh, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T dot Telfer, T-E-L. F-E-R at variety.org.au. Uh, feel free to contact Stuart and, um, or go to the website and get further information. Please mention the podcast and please mention okay. my name and then they'll probably hang up on you. <laughs> <laughs> no, they won't. No, Stuart, uh, no, we, we spend a lot of time uh, making sure that that, uh, in fact, my wife thinks I'm obsessed with uh, with the bash, but uh, uh, I just love doing what I do, and, and that's the important thing, I think. That's brilliant. Well, thank you for coming on, and uh, we're going to take you, some... It's been my pleasure. Happy snaps. Yeah. Hal, 
Not much doing this week. Yeah, I, I got kicked in the kidneys this week. Well, the M3 did. Yeah, we know. Sorry. <laughs> I can't believe you did I'm that. I'm not going to take photos. I, yeah. um, you should have bought a Trident. They've got that uh, anti-launch um, mode. <laughs> yeah, my car does not have emergency braking, I found out. I, well, um, it wasn't em- weren't you standing still? I was standing still. Well, that, I, that, that's not emergency braking. Oh, that's, em- that's, that's not moving. I decided to look at my passenger seat for some stupid reason. No, I was sitting in it. And the cars in the left lane started going, so I thought, oh, well, hit the accelerator. The car was your phone on the passenger seat? Yeah, I wasn't touching <laughs> I was touching the charger. And, um, yeah, I the, the alarm went off. I hit the brakes and nose... Lucky the airbags didn't go off. Yeah, no, I just hit the kidney, nosedived. Everything's fine. The lights are fine. The bonnet's fine. But I think we're going through insurance now. We'll just get a new... Um, I know who to call. I know who Arvo. to call. Arvo. <laughs> Arvo. I, you I, might be lucky and a standard 3 Series um, support will fit on it. I've already... Uh, You've it's, already it's, looked into it. I've already sent Arvo photos last night. So uh, why buy new when news will do? Well, <laughs> we'll yes, yeah, that's correct. We'll see if I'm the only idiot with an M3 that's hit someone else. But, yeah. No, it's been a quiet week. It was Actually, it was Valentine's Day. It was a quiet week. It was a quiet week. Actually, we do have a little... Um, so, one of our uh, previous guests um, from Leading Edge, Eamon. Yep. Right, he um, he was working on a friend of mine's car. A friend of mine picked up a new Kia Stinger GT. Back one. I saw some images right. of that. It, Listen and, to this, Les. And then, Brand and, new car. And then this goes on to our... We had another guest on, and we had the whole discussion about dealer delivery dealer and what delivery. they get paid for, and Ross... Had that experience. This car got delivered, and the f- the way that it was detailed and buffed, the paint was right royal fuck. Like the hazing, the buff marks. It was just if they'd actually if they'd let a monkey do it, right? <laughs> and the monkey had maybe been given a week of training, he probably would have done a better job, right? It was it was appalling, on, especially on a black car. Eamon from Leading Edge, I, found, I saw the car after it was done, and it was, it was sensational. The, the Stingers had problem with their paint. All the yellow cars had to get resprayed. The black ones didn't have this problem. So the, but but the, the and then I, I was actually going past the dealership during the week. You know, just drive main road, and I saw this guy out in his high vis shirt with a nice, you know, the Bunnings hat on, and he just had a hose and a chamois. And yeah. he's just hosing the cars. And he's going to chamois them. Mate, you're using the like the okay. The first car you got all the dust off. And then you're just but, on the but other you're one. just hosing the other cars and wiping the other cars with the dust from the first car. And get like get a bucket of water, clean it out. It's, it's not you're you're looking after. If, if there's a row of cars there, there's probably half a million dollars in cars. Yeah, if you go to Eamon's uh, webpage, Leading Edge, there on his uh, Facebook, he will. You'll see the video. Yeah. It was pretty. Um, but Damn. you should never buff machine buff a black car anyway because well, the machine, you, you, you uh, get yeah. the swirl marks. And there was actually some um, knife like some a few light scratches where they probably used a knife to get the protective coating. The, the coat, the like there's a white plastic. The white, that, yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. So they've probably gone with a knife. And knife that, so we'll, we'll snip here, snip here, snip here, and they snip the paint. Yeah. Like they've. Like that'll come out if it's very, you know, if it's not too deep. And in defence, in, well, in defence of Kia, I mean, the the well, gentleman that we know that bought the car had waited three, four days for Kia to get back to him, and he couldn't wait. Well, he, he hasn't. He, he didn't get anything back yet. So he, um, went, he went to Eamon, and Eamon looked after him. And I think. Yeah. No, he he actually delivered the car straight to Eamon. He picked up the car, but they and waited, he drove it straight there. But they waited and, for Kia, and you know, it was just like, well, I don't know if Kia got back to him yet. 
Well, the dealerships pretty much said, oh, you know, you, you know, we actually, what they did say, I had a conversation with uh, this gentleman yesterday. They pretty much said, oh, but we, we really looked after you on the deal. Mate, just because you gave me a good deal to buy a car from you doesn't mean you hand the car over looking like a pig's ass. Yeah, or broken. Or you know, yeah. it's, it's no different to you get tradies and panel beaters and mechanics and you take your car there and, they, you know, yeah, yeah, I'll look after you. You know, you get, the, like, you get a shit job done. Right? Yeah, but I looked after you. But you didn't tell me one of the one of the conditions of looking after me was you were going to do a shit job. You yeah. can't. You still got to get. You can't get a substandard. Product. So we'll see what happens this week. We'll update next week when um, apparently they're going to get back to him tomorrow. I will update that. Well, if they're not, I'll tell you now. I was going to buy a car from this dealership for my brother. So he wants the new Kia yeah, we Cerato spoke about GT. The Cerato. That's right. We're just waiting on a sedan to have a look at in person in the flesh. GT GT sedan. So there's. Um, the GT sedan and the GT hatch. Hmm. So he just wants to decide between them, but he wants to look at them in the flesh next to each other. Of course. So I can tell you now, if they don't look after him, I won't be buying from that dealership. Yeah. I'll go elsewhere. And I'll make sure that it is pre... I mean, it's not hard. He actually said to them, just make sure. Just don't do pre-delivery. Take your money, but don't do it. Les, I mean, you've probably bought and sold a lot of cars. Have Have dealers changed over the years? What have you noticed? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Is it the buck now? Or is this, no well, one knows how to service a client? Well, I mean, the, you're the, in the sales game. Yeah, the, 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 I think the problem is, it's the, the, the age of technology. See, uh, on a mobile phone, you can arrange anything from IVF to a funeral, right? Yeah. Almost without <laughs> talking to a human being. True. And unfortunately, that's the millennial style of thing. So they, they have no intrapersonal skills. They're not used to talking to another person face to face, looking them in the eye and saying, well, you know, let's have a look at this mm. type of thing, right? So it's all the, the win-win situation doesn't exist that much anymore, mm. right? Uh, in a situation where, where that is, you, I, I, would, I wouldn't have been surprised if the detailer didn't have his phone in one hand while he was you know, because they never seem to... One hand buff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the whole thing, the, 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 definitely the old style, the old, old, the old style yeah. service has yeah. long And a lot gone. of it, and, and cars today, especially some of the, the high-end cars, even some of the, you know, the more budget-friendly ones, they've got metallic paints, pearl paints, mm. um, and you can just see, like the, it was the hazing and actually the actual buff marks now, the dealership's going to do the big, oh, but, you know, you signed and you said you're happy with it. But, mate, mate this guy's not a paint expert. He's just no. bought a car from you. He expects you to honour your part of the agreement of dealer delivery and just general good that service. That he's paid for as and well. And hand the car over in good condition. In immaculate right? condition. Mm, right? Yeah. And not have to go elsewhere. Now, the On thing the first was... first day, when you're meant to enjoy it our as good, well. Our good mate was going to... He was going to go get a paint correction and ceramic coating done anyway, right? But that was, he'd already, there was a fee for it, but when the car got there and they looked at it, all of a sudden it doubled because now there's a lot more work to be done yeah, to, to get it ready stretches. to cook. Yeah. That's right. So, so we'll see what happens with next week. Um, I'll well, that. A, a friend of mine who sadly has not long to live, but that's a, another story, uh, uh, when he found out, bought himself a brand new um, Lexus sports car and when he picked it up he he's a window cleaner this guy mm. and one of his customers specializes in detailing ferraris and lamborghinis and stuff like that right so he said bring bring it out to me and i'll i'll do it over and he said i'm 
I didn't have time to go and watch him because it took takes so long. He said mm. he, he he's got three buckets and and he's got all this special washing stuff and That's right. and he said he doesn't he's got a blower that you blow the water off when you wash it and you don't actually do it and you, you know, wipe uh, it and scratch yeah. it yeah that's, and, that's exactly uh, and he put a ceramic uh, finish on that yeah. so when he took it back to the uh, Lexus dealer he put a note in saying under no circumstances wash this vehicle right don't don't touch it and when he went to pick it up they'd washed it and they'd actually scratched it yeah. and he said to the to the he got the service manager out and he said what's this say on this note look still in the car the note don't wash the car that's right well you washed it yeah, but look at this scratch here. Yeah. Oh, well, so he rang the guy with the ceramic coating, and the guy said, "He said, what do I do?" He said, "Put it out in the sun, and leave leave it for a while." You know, and and he put it out in the co the coating did the thing, and and it went back. Wow. To, yeah. Yeah, well, the, the, it's it, it's just a demic of the whole industry. It's you know, when I bought the HSV, I, I made it very clear, no detailing leave all delivery stickers on it, right? Don't screw number plates into it. I'll, I'll sort it, I'll get it towed, right? Mm, I'll, come, I'll, I'll come, I'll check it out, I'll, I'll have paperwork, I'm gonna get a tow truck to pick it up, drop it off to me, I'll worry about everything else. I get there, car's sitting out the front, number plates in it, no stickers on it, it's been washed. Keep your money, I didn't ask for a discount. Oh, you know, the, the guys forgot. What do you mean, you, how do you forget something if it's plastered all over? Don't. You know, and that was, what they were actually supposed to do with mine was remove all the pre-delivery stickers and without tearing them, which they come off easy because they're fairly new, remove them and they were going to stick them onto a board, right? So I could keep all my delivery stickers, yeah, yeah. right? Oh, they've thrown them away. Yeah. Mate, so one, you removed them, two, you threw them away. Like, it's yeah. not hard, mate. You just got paid all this money and the most basic instruction that the customer wanted, which actually, you're making money now and you're not even getting, like, you're not doing nothing for it. That's right. You're right? still getting paid for yes. it. Yes. Here, please take $3,000 for cleaning my car, but don't clean it. Yeah, we'll leave it to me. We look forward to having Ross back in a couple of weeks. Ross will be back soon. Les, thank you for coming on. Thank my you, Les. My pleasure. And for all those stories. It was yeah. great. Thank you for that. And um, you're more than welcome to come back on after the event and tell us how it went. Great. Hal, we'll speak to you next week. Everyone, thank you for listening. Um... Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, especially this week when you can see photos of that amazing falcon outside. Email us on alltalk, A-L-L-T-O-R-Q-U-E at outlook.com.au if you've got any questions, any suggestions. Download us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Shout Engine and CastBox. And remember to rate us and review us. We're on the What's Hot list at, on iTunes at the moment. So uh, our numbers are going up, and thank you very much for all your support. And I forgot to add it, but just quickly, the Victorian road trip is on and yes. we'll give you information next week. So that is booked and happening. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.